Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This is the next of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec, and coaching experience to share some of her insights acquired over a full and rich international career. Thanks, Darren. We talked in the second podcast episode about the ladder of inference and how we tend to interpret things rather than sticking to fact. We're very quick to judge others, and this can work in someone's favour if we decide we like them immediately or against them if we do not. Today we'll look at feedback, which often is very much based on feelings and interpretation, and see how we can best deal with that. When preparing to give feedback, we have to examine our own motives and judgments very carefully, whatever the type of feedback we intend to give. We need to be confident that it's fact-based and fair. There are a few interesting things about giving and receiving feedback, however, which on reflection are quite puzzling. One is the fact that we often shy away from giving feedback, even positive feedback. Another is that we often don't like to receive positive feedback, or at least we're somewhat uncomfortable receiving it, and tend to brush it off very quickly. We also tend to forget the positive feedback quickly, but remember the negative. There are some fascinating statistics around this, with the impact of one piece of negative feedback only being counteracted by six pieces of positive feedback, according to a Harvard study. Being afraid of giving negative feedback, which is a natural human tendency, makes us stress, and this often communicates itself to the other party as aggression or hostility. That then makes the person receiving the feedback even less happy. And it can be a very unpleasant situation for both parties. To address this, I believe you have to ensure, first of all, that you're coming from a place of generosity and fairness, and believe that giving feedback is necessary and good. I've always experienced the giving of feedback on this basis to be positive overall in terms of the outcomes. As mentioned, we're often uncomfortable about giving positive feedback too. And then there's the feedback sandwich, where we start and end with something positive, but in the centre there's negative feedback. The recipient can sense or anticipate it coming, and is thinking, right, they've got the good news out of the way, so here comes the bad stuff. And then of course there's something positive as a sweetener at the end. The result is for the whole conversation to be awkward and inauthentic, and the positives can be seen as disingenuous, Hence, trust and respect are lost. But in my experience, if one is honest and factual and faces the situation and doesn't keep shying away from it, people will respect you. So be very careful that you do state the facts of a situation and don't state your view or opinion as a fact. If there's something that you want to say but it's not clearly a fact, then avoid it, or else in cases you can use it by describing your feelings. For example, you might say, When you did X... I felt that you hadn't actually done any preparation as it came across to me as somewhat unstructured. Or, such and such a situation left me feeling let down and undermined, in fact. No one can tell you that you don't feel a certain way. So this is a good way of keeping factual whilst introducing feelings and opinion. Keeping factual creates win-win situations. I've been through a number of experiences when I've had to performance manage people and ultimately the individual has left the organisation due to an inability to address their poor performance. In all cases, I've stuck to the facts, presented the issues in a logical and calm manner, and it's resulted in the right outcome for both the organisation and the individual. Nobody's truly happy if they're unable to carry out their job well. 
And leaving one role due to inability to perform at the required level does not mean you can't go on to perform perfectly well elsewhere. Of course, many examples of giving feedback to individuals through my career have led to improved performance, promotion and outstanding results. An interesting question people often ask me is about saying thank you. Some feel that if you say it too often, it becomes tokenism and comes across as insincere. My personal view is that there's never anything wrong with saying thank you as long as it's said with authenticity and from the heart. We say it far too infrequently in actual fact. Or we follow it with a but as we add a criticism or a new request. We often save it up for performance reviews too, rather than giving it in the moment, almost as if we're afraid that it might be used against us. Feedback can also come in the form of public recognition for the good stuff. This is really important, and celebrating things that have been achieved is really important too. The timing of this is key. Too early or too late can dramatically reduce the impact on both those being congratulated as well as those around them. Thanks, Caroline. Some valuable food for thought in terms of how we give feedback to others. Next time up, it's all about being present. So until then, from me and from Caroline, thank you for listening. 